In this episode of the Fine Art Photography Podcast, the extraordinary but sad life of Carlton Watkins, the first great photographer of Yosemite. If I say the words great Yosemite landscape photographer, you'll probably think of the legendary Ansel Adams. But Ansel wasn't the first great photographer of Yosemite landscapes. That honor goes to Carlton Watkins, a native of Oneonta, New York, who wasn't a photographer by trade, but instead traveled to California to find his fortune in the big 1849 gold rush. He initially found work running deliveries from Sacramento out to the gold mines with a friend from Oneonta, Collis Huntington, who later became a wealthy railroad magnet. Watkins went on to work a variety of other odd jobs. He was a clerk in a bookstore for a while before becoming an assistant to several local photographers. Smithsonian Magazine relates an amazing story about how Watkins got his first photography job, and I'm quoting here. Watkins failed to hit it big in gold, and a few years later he was in San Francisco working as a store clerk when the owner of a photo studio noticed his congenial ability to please customers. When the studio's photographer quit suddenly, the owner asked Watkins to pretend to be a photographer to try to keep portrait customers happy until a real photographer could be hired. But Watkins learned camera techniques quickly, was fascinated by the medium, and was soon working as an actual photographer in San Jose and San Francisco, end quote. It's hard to know if he was drawn to photography because of love and artistic passion, or if he simply undertook it as a way to earn a living, but by the late 1850s, his work was in big demand. His landscapes were used by magazines as reference material for engraved illustrations. He made photographs to be used as evidence in courts, and he was hired to document the estates of California bigwigs like the Fremonts. He also became the official photographer of the California State Geological Survey. As American expansion surpassed the mountains and reached the West Coast, armchair travelers in the eastern U.S. and Europe were all aflutter about the magnificent landscapes and the native peoples of the American West, and there was a market for landscape photographs of the region. In 1861, just as the American Civil War was breaking out, Watkins made his first trip to Yosemite. He carried a large camera, at least 30 large glass negatives, a stereoscopic camera, and all the necessary chemistry and accoutrement into the field to make large format landscape photographs. Keep in mind, these were still really early days in the existence of photography. Carlton made what are called wet plate collodions, which means he traveled with a portable darkroom and a wagon, although some sources say he used a tent for a darkroom. Each glass plate had to be cleaned coated with a wet emulsion in total darkness, inserted while wet into a negative carrier, carried while still wet into the daylight to place into the camera, then after exposure removed back to the darkroom for development. I seriously don't know how these early photographers did it, but that's not all. After spending weeks or even months in the wilderness, the photographer then had to make the precarious journey back across bumpy roads, along mountainsides, and over rough terrain, hoping their precious work didn't become shattered to pieces during the journey. I read that photographer Edward Curtis once lost a wagon over the side of a hill, destroying all of his glass plate negatives in the tumble. So this was not an occupation for the faint of heart, but it paid off for Watkins. His Yosemite pictures were a hit, so successful, in fact, that he won many important international awards. He became friends with socialites and luminaries. He held large gallery exhibitions, and its glorious landscapes influenced Congress to pass legislation to protect the Yosemite Valley, signed by Abraham Lincoln in 1864. This set the precedent for what would eventually become the national park system. And on a side note, isn't it remarkable that in the midst of a brutal American Civil War, one of the worst crises of our nation's history, that our government managed to do other things like protect public lands? It shows a lot of optimism for the future of the nation, I think. 
Eventually, Watkins opened his own gallery, the Yosemite Art Gallery in San Francisco, where he sold his prints in fancy black walnut frames with gilt-edge mats. His work was so extravagant that it received complaints about the prices from customers. But unfortunately, Watkins' story isn't one with a happy ending. Although Watkins was a brilliant artist, he was not a successful businessman. His work was pirated and his copyrights infringed. He lost most of his photographs to a creditor during a difficult financial recession in the 1870s, forcing him to start over rebuilding his collection of images. He eventually had to find work as an employee in the very same gallery he once owned. Later, Watkins became plagued with health problems and poor vision and then received the worst blow of all. His studio and all of his remaining glass negatives were destroyed by the big San Francisco earthquake and fire of 1906. A few poignant paragraphs from Mary Street Islander's terrific 1996 biography of Ansel Adams describe the highs and lows of Watkins' life. She closed her discussion of Watkins on page 32 with this sad statement, and I'm quoting. Sadly, Watkins himself was stalked by poverty, losing his gallery and most of his negatives to bankruptcy in 1874. Still determined, he returned to the same sites and rephotographed them in an attempt to build a new archive of material. But his downfall continued with his blindness in 1903 and the destruction of his glass plates and most of his prints in the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. His family eventually committed him, a broken man, to a mental hospital where he died in 1916 and was buried in an unmarked grave. End quote. Watkins never struck it rich in the gold rush, but his golden sepia prints are certainly a treasure for all of us. And that's it for this episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again real soon. You can support the podcast and listen ad-free at patreon.com slash keithdotson. That's spelled as one word. And be sure to visit my website, keithdotson.com, where you can look at all my galleries of black and white photographs and much more.